first reading comes from Judges, chapter 11, verses 29 through 40. The Spirit of the Holy One, she was upon Jephthah, and he passed through Gilead and Manasseh. He passed on to Mizpah of Gilead, and from Mizpah of Gilead he passed on to the Ammonites. And Jephthah vowed a vow to the Holy One of old, and said, If you will give the Ammonites into my hand, then it shall be that the one who comes out, whoever comes out, of the doors of my house to meet me, when I return having finished with the Ammonites, shall be the Holy Ones. I will offer them up as a burnt offering. Then Jephthah crossed over to the Ammonites to fight against them, and the Holy One gave them into his hand. He smote a mighty smiting on them from Eor until you come to Mineth, twenty towns, and as far as Abel Karamim. So the Ammonites were subdued before the people of Jerusalem. Then Jephthah came to his home at Mizpah, and there was his daughter coming out to meet him with drums and with dancing. Only she, an only child. He had no son or daughter apart from her. When he saw her, he tore his clothes and said, Ah, oh, my daughter, you have knocked me down. You have become my trouble. I, I open my mouth to the Holy One, and I cannot take back my vow. She said to him, My father, you have opened your mouth to the Holy One. Do to me according to what has gone out of your mouth. After that, the Holy One has taken vengeance through you against your enemies, against the Ammonites. And she said to her father, Let be done for me this thing. Release me for two months, and I will go and go down among the hills and weep for my virginity, I and my women friends. Then he said, Go, and sent her away for two months. So she left, she and her women friends, and wept over her virginity among the hills. And it was at the end of two months she returned to her father, who did to her what he vowed in his vow. She had never known a man, and she became an observance in Israel. Year by year, the daughters of Israel would go out to tell the story of the daughter of Jephthah, the Gileadite, for four days. Psalm 22 My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from my deliverance, from the words of my groaning? My God, I cry by day, and you do not answer, and by night, and there is find no rest for me. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you our mothers and fathers trusted, they trusted and you rescued them. To you they cried and were freed. In you they trusted, and they were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not human, scorned by humankind and despised by people. All who see me mock me, they flap their lips at me, they shake their heads. Commit yourself to the saving one, 
Let God rescue and deliver the one in whom God delights. Yet it was you who drew me from the womb, keeping me safe on my mother's breast. On you was I cast from birth, and since my mother's womb you have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Many bulls surround me, mighty bulls of Bashan encompass me. They open wide their mouths at me like a lion, ravaging and roaring. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are disjointed. My heart is like wax, it is melted within my being. My, my mouth is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaves to my jaws. In the dust of death you lay me down. For dogs are all around me, a conclave of evildoers encircles me. Like a lion they ravage my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They gloat and stare at me. They divide my clothes among themselves, and for my clothing they cast lots. Saving God, be not far away. My strength, hasten to help me. Deliver my soul from the sword, my life from the clutch of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion, for on the horns of the wild oxen you have responded to me. I will tell of your name to my sisters and brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. You who revere the fount of life, praise her. All the offspring of Leah and Rachel, Bilah and Zilpah, glorify her. Stand in awe of her, all you of Rebekah's line. For she did not despise or abhor the affliction of the afflicted. She did not hide her face from me. And when I cried to her, she heard. On your account is my praise and the great congregation. My vows I will pay before those who revere her. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek her shall praise the mother of all. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the wellspring of life. And all the families of the nations shall worship before her. For sovereignty belongs to she who is holy, and she rules over the nations. They consume and they bow down. All the fat ones of the earth before her, they bend their knees, all who go down to the dust and cannot save their soul. Later descendants will serve her. Future generations will be told about our God. They will go and proclaim her deliverance to a people yet unborn, saying that she has done it. The second reading is from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also put aside every weight and entangling sin, and with endurance, let us run the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the originator and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of joy that was set before him 
endured the cross, its shame disregarding, and at the right hand of the throne of God has taken his seat. Consider the one who endured such hostility against himself from sinners, so that you all may not grow weary or your souls grow faint. Not to this point have you all in your struggles against sin resisted to the point of shedding blood. The Gospel according to Luke chapter 22 verses 14 through chapter 23 verses 16 and 18 through 56. Now when the hour came, he took his place at the table and the apostles with him. Then Jesus said to them, I have greatly desired to eat this Passover with you all before I suffer. For I tell you all, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the realm of God. Then Jesus took a cup, giving thanks. He said, Receive this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you all that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the reign of God comes. Then Jesus took a loaf of bread, giving thanks. He broke it and gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you all. Do this in remembrance of me. And he did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Look, the hand of the one who betrays me is with me on the table. For indeed the son of woman is going as it has been determined but woe to the one by whom he is betrayed. Then they began to ask among themselves which one of them was about to do this. There was also an argument among them as to which one of them should be considered the greatest. But Jesus said to them, The royals of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who have power over them are called benefactors but not so with you all. Rather, the greatest among you must become like the youngest and the leader like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one at the table? Yet I am among you all as one who serves. You are the ones who have remained with me in my trials so then I covenant with you all, just as my Abba has covenanted with me a royal inheritance, so that you all may eat and drink at my table in my realm, and you all will sit on thrones governing the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, listen. The adversary has demanded to sift all of you like wheat, but I have prayed for you in order that your faith not fail and you when you have turned back strengthen your brothers then he said to jesus rabbi i am ready to go with you to prison and to death but jesus said i tell you peter 
this day the cock will not have crowed three times before you deny knowing me. Then Jesus said to them, When I sent you out without a purse, bag, or sandals, did you lack anything? They said, Not a thing. He said to them, But now the one who has a purse must take it, and likewise a bag. And the one who does not have one must sell his cloak and buy a sword. For I tell you, this scripture must be fulfilled in me. And he was counted among the lawless. And indeed, that which pertains to me is coming to its completion. So they said, Rabbi, see, here are two swords. He replied to them, It is, it is sufficient. Then Jesus came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. When he was at the place, he said to them, Pray that you not enter into testing. Then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw on bended knee and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup away from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. In agony he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like drops of blood falling down upon the ground. When he rose from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping from grief. And he said to them, Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you not enter into testing. While he was speaking, suddenly there was a crowd, and the one called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus said to him, Judas, is it with a kiss that you betray the son of woman? When those around him saw what was happening, they asked, Rabbi, should we strike with the sword? Then one of them struck a person enslaved by the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus responded, saying, Enough of this. And he grasped his ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to ones who had come for him, the chief priests, the officers assigned to the temple, and the elders, have you all come out with swords and clubs as if I were a bandit? When I was with you daily in the temple, you did not lay hands on me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. Then they seized him and led him away, bringing him into the house of the high priest. But Peter was following from afar. They kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together. Peter sat among them. Then a slave girl, seeing him near the fire, looked intently at him and said, This one also was with him. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. After a time, someone else on seeing him said, You are one of them too. But Peter said, Man, I am not. Man, I do not know what you are talking about. Immediately, while he was speaking, the cock crowed. The Savior turned and looked at Peter. 
Then Peter remembered the word of the Messiah, how he had said to him, Before the cock crows today, you will deny me three times. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. Now the men who were holding Jesus mocked him and beat him. They also blindfolded him and asked, Prophesy, who is it that struck you? They yelled much other abuse at him. Then when day came, the elders of the people, both chief priests and religious scholars, gathered together and brought him to their council. They said, If you are the Messiah, tell us. Jesus replied to them, If I tell you, you will not believe me. And if I ask a question, you will not answer. But from now on, the Son of Woman will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. They all asked, Are you then the Son of God? He said to them, You say that I am. Then they said, What further testimony do we need? We have heard it ourselves from his own lips. Then the assembly rose as a body and brought Jesus before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, We found this man leading our nation astray, forbidding paying taxes to the emperor and saying that he is a Messiah, a king. Then Pilate questioned him, saying, Are you the king of the Judeans? He answered, You say so. Then Pilate said to the chief priests in the crowd, I find no cause for legal action against this person. But they insisted, saying, Because he stirs up the people by teaching throughout all Judea, from Galilee to this very place. Upon hearing this, Pilate asked if the person was a Galilean. Now, when he learned that he was under Herod's authority, he sent him to Herod, who himself was in Jerusalem at the time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was extremely glad, for he had wanted to see him for a long time, because he had heard about him and hoped to see him perform some sign. Herod questioned him to his satisfaction, but Jesus answered him nothing. The chief priests and the religious scholars stood by, vehemently accusing him. Herod and his soldiers also treated him with contempt and mocked him, and he put a majestic robe on him and sent him back to Pilate. That very moment, Herod and Pilate became friends with each other. Previously, they had been each other's enemy. Pilate then called together the chief priests, the leaders, and the people, and said to them, You brought me this person for leading the people astray. Look now, I have examined him in your presence, and have not found this person guilty of your charges against him. Nor has Herod, for he sent him back to us. Look here, there is nothing deserving death in this case. Therefore whip and release him. Then they shouted together, saying, Away with him! Release for us Barabbas, who for a rebellion that had taken place in the city, and for murder, who had been put in prison. Again Pilate addressed them, wanting to release Jesus, but they kept shouting, saying, Crucify him! Crucify him! 
A third time he said to them, Why, what evil has he done? I have found nothing deserving death in him. I will therefore have him whipped and release him. But they insisted with loud shouts that he be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate passed sentence to grant their demand. So he released the one in prison for rebellion and murder who they asked for, and he handed Jesus over as they wished. As they led Jesus away, they seized Simon of Cyrene who was coming from the country, and they laid on him the cross to carry behind Jesus. A great number of people followed him, and a group of women who were beating their breasts and wailing for him. But Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep only for yourselves and for your children. Look, the days are surely coming when they will say, Blessed are barren women and wombs that have never given birth and breasts that have never nourished. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us and to the hills, cover us. For if, when the wood is green, they do this, when it is dry, what will happen? Now two criminals were also led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place called Skull, there they crucified Jesus, there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And then Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. They divided his clothing by casting lots, and the people stood there watching. But the leaders ridiculed him, saying, Others he saved, let him save himself if he is the Messiah of God, God's chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming and offering him vinegar wine and saying, If you are the king of the Judeans, save yourself. There is also an inscription above him. This is the king of the Judeans. One of the criminals who was hanging there derided him saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him saying, Do you not fear God since you are under the same death sentence? And we indeed justly for what we have done merits what we are receiving, but this one has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your realm. Jesus replied to him, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. And it was now about the sixth hour of the day or noon, and darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour of the day, about three in the afternoon. The sun's light ceased, and the curtain of the temple was torn in the middle. Then Jesus, crying in a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Saying this then, he breathed out a final time. Now when the centurion saw what had happened, he praised God, saying, This man was indeed innocent.
and all the crowds that had gathered for this spectacle saw what had happened. Beating their breasts, they turned back. All those who knew him stood far off. The women who had followed him from Galilee were watching these things. Now take note. There was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good man, and a righteous one. He had not agreed with the council and their action. He was from the Judean town of Arimathea, and he was waiting for the reign of God. This man went to Pilate and requested the body of Jesus. Then he took it down, wrapped it in a linen cloth, and laid it in a tomb hewn from rock where no one had yet lain. It was the day of the preparation, and the Sabbath was dawning. The women followed, the ones who had come with him from Galilee, and they saw the tomb and how his body was placed. Then the women returned and prepared spices and balms. On the Sabbath they rested, according to the commandment. Thank you.